Well, good morning. My name's Alex Davey. <laughs> Trying to avoid tripping up on that next time. Um, I'm the community pastor here, and it's a great privilege to take a few minutes uh, this morning to share with you. Are you in the position where you'd like a fresh encounter with Jesus? Maybe a first encounter with Jesus? Well, let me take you back to an ancient time, to a time which very soon they are going to be teaching in schools. It's a time back in the annals of history. It's a place called 1987. Do you remember 1987? Some of you do, some of you don't, which scares me slightly, to be honest. But that ancient place where the world seemed very, very different. My mate Rob Palmer, you know, had shown me a few years earlier his digital watch, and we were excited by the look of that thing. Goodness knows where that would take us. I had led a very average life, because I'm actually a very average person. I, grew, I got very, well, actually below average exam results, having had an averagely good time at school. I was known by some, but not by others. I certainly wasn't in the cool group, but I wasn't in the other group either. I was there in the, in the happy medium in the middle. I'd found music. I loved being uh, ska music and mod music, but I wasn't one of those ones who managed to get into quadrophenia like a couple of friends of mine did. But I flirted a little bit with the idea of drama and acting. I'd even appeared on TV at one point thinking, this is it. But Mr. Average never quite made it. And so I settled into um, to work life being a salesman, wasn't too good at that either. Turns out I'm actually not a very good salesman either. So I flitted around jobs. And then moving to an average town, as I saw it then called Luton. Okay, it's not average in any way, but back then it seemed average. I moved into a house and then an absolute loony uh, across the road from me called Graham told me about this guy called Jesus. And something inside me just skipped a beat. And I thought, Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be brave. And bravery is not my natural position, despite what you may have heard. And actually, I made my way to the old chapel, and I pushed the door open, and it was unlocked. And when I was in there, I met Jesus. And it transformed everything about me. But what I realized over the following years was that what God did in me is exactly what he did in the disciples. It's exactly what God does whenever we encounter him. Now, there's so much I could say, but I'm going to limit myself to three key things, partly because this, this, we've got a gathering after this. We can't go on forever. But I'm hoping these three things will give you an insight as to what you can expect. Because when I met Jesus, I'd never heard of this Holy Spirit let me read you the words from John chapter 16. Jesus says this, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Holy Spirit, uh, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. 
Imagine that. Imagining that you can encounter Jesus and in the process, you, the Holy Spirit shares with you all that God knows. The power, the authority, the knowledge, the insight. We're going to explore that just a little bit. So there were three things I wanted to say. When we encounter Jesus, we find a good teacher. How many of you here have had a good teacher in your life at some point? I wonder whether guys over there, I wonder whether any of the kids, you have a good teacher right now. Could you shout out their name? If you do, shout out their name. Nice one. Okay, what about those who are slightly older that maybe have left school behind? Do you remember that teacher? Who were they? Name them. Go on, shout them out. Shout them out. Miss Clue. I've got, I had Mr. Misa, was my drama stroke English teacher. She wrote a fantastic line in my report and said, Alex is a creative speller. That was a a beautiful line, which showed how much she cared for me, but at the same time realized I needed to step it up. I actually bumped into her at a conference where after I became a teacher, we shared many a laugh together, actually. It was lovely. But Jesus is the teacher, rabbi. You know, when Jesus walks along and he looks at the disciples, um, well, are going to be the future disciples by their nets, and he says to them, come follow me, they are following Jesus the rabbi, because they know he's the best possible teacher. The fisherman, the rich young ruler who comes and looks for wisdom. Even the woman that is about to be stoned, they hear from this amazing teacher. And that John 16 says that the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. A good teacher takes you into truth, shares their life experience, and makes our lives richer as a result. If you connect with Jesus today, maybe afresh, maybe for the first time, expect to find out what the truth is. Expect to find out how the world really works rather than the way in which people tell you it works. As Steve said many years ago, find out about this topsy-turvy world that we are well introduced to, where actually the greatest power is in sacrifice and service, not in dominating people. And that's the topsy-turvy world. So as you encounter Jesus, you will find a new teacher, a good teacher. And that's what I found over these years, that Jesus has led me into good places. Through this old book called the Bible. What else can you find when you meet Jesus? Well, you can find a great boss. Do you have a great boss? Have you got examples of a great boss around you? I mean, obviously, I've got a great boss in Jesus. No, I've got a great boss in Steve. What about your great boss? Do you have a great Have you had been worked under a great boss? Have a look. Turn to the person next to you. Who's the best boss you've ever worked for? Have a little, little two seconds. Best boss you've ever worked for. Maybe you're self-employed and you're thinking, it's me. I am the best boss. Great stuff. Well, when we come to Jesus, we find the best boss possible boss. And in fact, I realized in my walk to finding Jesus, there was a responsibility on me to do something. When I heard about Jesus, I had to take a step towards him. For me, it was finding the old chapel and opening the door. For many of us, We may be struggling right now to see Jesus as our boss because what we don't want to do is give up being the boss ourselves. 
And I know for me, I've come this morning, and some of those words of those worship songs have reminded me I need to lay it all down so that he can be the boss of my life and he can, can uh, kind of conduct me. And again, the rich young ruler came and found that, didn't he? But then didn't take up the offer to be under that. But St. Paul, initially Saul, he does encounter Jesus. And he says, do you know what? It's time to change the dynamic here. I'm going to put this Jesus at the center. The Holy Spirit will help you to do that. It's why as a church we value discipleship. Because what we're trying to do is help people walk with Jesus as their boss. To help you. In, um, in scripture, in uh, Luke chapter 10, there's a really f- weird phrase there said by the religious people that says, even the demons obey. Well, in fact, it's interesting. It's not Jesus speaking there. It's the Pharisees speaking about the disciples. Even the demons obey us when we use his name. Sorry, it's the disciples talking about their own experience to the authorities. Actually, we, ha- we are given authority when we put Jesus at the center So we have a great teacher. We have a great boss. Now, this phrase is going to sound a bit weird, but we also have a great lover. And what I mean by that is we have someone that loves us completely, ultimately. Maybe the word father is a better word. We have a great father when we come to Jesus. So I just read my own handwriting there, and you're going to go, what on earth does that mean? Um, And this is not the kind of love that is the uh, doting kind of stares into into the romantic romantic eyes of a partner. It's not that kind of love. Or the frenzied late-night embrace. It's definitely not that kind of love. It's a very different type of love. It's a love that touches a leper. It's a love that speaks to a beggar. It's the love that feeds the hungry. It's the love that walks alongside a couple of people confused and alone as they walk away from an empty walk away from the cross, wondering what on earth is life bringing us. Jesus says, "I will be with you always," and so the the delivery of His Holy Spirit to us allows us never to have to do what all Liverpool fans cry about. You never have to walk alone, ever, 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 ever. And actually for us, that's expressed as family. That's expressed as church. In some ways, it's a bit of a shame that we call the Sunday service a Sunday service because it sounds like we're here to serve you. That's not what Sunday service is. This is a time for us to serve one another and to serve Jesus. And so this is a family. It's a two-way relationship that we have as church. And when I bent my knees, and I literally bent my knees and cried my eyes out at age 24 at the greenhouse building, little did I know that that would place me under an amazing teacher in Jesus, under a new boss, a new center of gravity for my life that would take me from being shy, I know it's hard to believe, shy and introverted, to being something else. That doesn't mean that everyone has to become that. It's just who I was inside. But it also placed me in a family, and definitely not an average family. Look around. Look around at the people around you. Don't look at me. Look at the people around you. Are they average? 
Surely not. Look at them. Not average at all. And of course, in the middle of all of this is an adventure of fun and confidence because Jesus is Lord. And I can declare that. I hope you can too. And so when we, what happens next? We encountered a good teacher. We encountered a great boss. And we found an outstanding friend. And we find that, that expressed amongst us as family as we walk with him. So what about for you? What about for you today? Are you, are you willing to take the step to open the door to a fresh encounter with Jesus today? And I don't mind, we don't mind whether you've been walking with Jesus for about 15 minutes, whether you're curious about Jesus, or whether it's been 50 years. Today is the place where you can encounter him again. And so um, after, um, in a little while, during the uh, sung worship, the elders are going to be stood here. Not because we're super special, but because they're an easy group for me to identify and to call out the front. And they are going to very simply allow you to come forwards. And if you would like, we would like to pray, pray a blessing on you and to mark that prayer with a little sign of the cross done in olive oil. Okay? There's no ash today. We're not doing the act, okay? Olive, olive, of olive oil. And, we, and you can come up as and when you like during those two songs. We'll be stood slightly at the sides. Don't mind how, how old you are, just that your heart is saying, Lord, can I have a fresh experience of you today? And we believe in the Holy Spirit. That's why we have ministry. That's why we should make use of ministry, so that we can have that relationship refreshed today. So let me encourage you. If today you've come burdened, I bet you putting Jesus in the middle of it will help you carry it better. It may even just disappear. But I can tell you now, you will walk differently by placing Jesus at the center. My life got transformed back in 1987. It just so happens it keeps going on every single day. Every time I come fresh to Jesus, he does something new. Are you up for that today? However old or young you are. And if for some reason coming out to the front is not your bag, give us a wave. Give us a wave. And in fact, what I'll do, I would say, one of the elders is going to walk around with the, with the olive oil so you can kind of, hey, can I have some of that, please? And they're going to pray for you as well. So we are going to, we are going to worship together. So I'm trying to work out in the running order. We're going to, oh no, my bad. So what we're going to do now is we're going to hear from four people from our congregation who are going to speak about what happened to them when they encountered Jesus. Let me pray and then we'll watch those videos together. Lord God, open our hearts to you. And if they're already open, keep them open. Speak to us as we hear a fresh testimonies of you. And encourage us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit to put you at the center of everything in our lives. That we will carry our burdens more lightly because they are shared with you every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen.